All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. presents coming in hot here are your hosts brent wallace jason york and bobby ryan good afternoon everybody welcome to the show i'm with two of santa's favorite helpers jason york bobby ryan uh 13 year nhl veterans uh boys how was your holiday uh yorkie i'll start with you did you eat the gingerbread house no, because a lot of the a lot of the materials for those gingerbread houses have been sitting in the cupboards for the last ten years. So no, they're 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 nicely they're nicely displayed. If you guys could see them right now, there's four of them up on our uh, mantle. They look beautiful, boys. No, no eating. I ate everything else in the house. Everything else in the house, though. I think I put on about ten pounds. I'm completely swollen. I've had way too much to eat and way too much to drink. It's been uh, it's been a tough holiday so far, boys. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm having mic issues right now, too. This thing's going to fall over. It's unbelievable. <laughs> I'll hold it. <laughs> you look like you, you, you had you're like looking, a week to get this organized. Time. You're having a tough time no, centering yourself today, bud. <laughs> uh, I didn't. I know what? It's a stupid desk. I got to buy a new desk. Hey, Wally, you saw it. It's a piece of crap. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I just wonder how much further you're going to get out of the camera angle by the end of the show. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, move, I'll move my camera over. <laughs> Did you? You know what? You're, you sat in that chair and you ate so much it got lower. <laughs> <laughs> I'm weighing it down right now. <laughs> uh, there we go. Well, and good, Bobby, bro. you're the you're the one with the young kids. What time were you up on Christmas morning? Uh, I got over there about seven thirty, so not too bad. Um, they were running around ready to go when I got there and and ready to rip into them. And then we came back here and I had a good day with them ripping up stuff here. So it was a good it was a good holiday. Um, certainly with, with six and a four year old, you're just having a blast watching them go through everything. So it, it was good. We had a good day. Was and I, if I'm not mistaken, there was a picture of perhaps some stainage on the carpets. Uh, did it come up? <laughs> 
brand brand new house, brand new carpet. Um, it's yeah, and like I'm useless, right? I have no idea. And it was that you guys ever heard of Mio? Like you squirt it in there, and it's like a little oh you know, yeah, and you drink yeah stuff. yeah yeah, and it's just a dark red cranberry Mio, and I mean it went. I mean you could you could see what was left in the bottle on the table, and uh, oddly enough, I had walked out and I had never met my neighbors and. I just said to the lady that was walking by, hey, do you have any idea what to do with this? So she came in, you know, first time I had met her, she's on her hands and knees with my daughter, picking it up with uh, all sorts of stuff. And, and it came out, but it's got a white, it's got a white tinge now. <laughs> it's, it's that sounds like some baking tough. soda. <laughs> yeah, it's exactly what it was actually. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, it was tough, tough, tough start to his day. <laughs> well, I'm glad, hey, I'm glad you guys both had a good Christmas though. It's uh it's always a fun time here. I hope all the viewers and listeners uh, enjoyed theirs as well. Uh, speaking of holiday presents, perhaps the Ottawa Senators got one last night in their win over Boston in the shootout. Um, were they outshot, or Ottawa was outshot, 51-32, and if not for Cam Talbot, the only thing he didn't do is score in the shootout. That game was all about him. Uh, would that be fair, Bobby? I completely. I thought... I thought Boston dictated a lot of that play for, for periods of the game. Um, and yeah, and he stood on his head, made the timely saves. It's a shame that they did, that they got the tying one, but you know, on a lost broken play. Um, and he gets beat on that goal, but what it like, I mean, what a night, some of the saves, um, you know, I sent one tweet out on that backdoor pass. I think was on Pasternak that he got across on. Um, and you know, I mean, it's, it's a good team. They've lost what four games all year, Boston, two to the Sens. So, um, the Sens got their number in, in, in some respect, but, um, you know, suffice to say that was all about Cam Talbot. You were right. Yeah, we were. Uh, I was actually at the game last night. I brought my I brought my oldest boy, sat up in the alumni box, and it's when you're up that high, um, you can really see the play develop. And it was that first period. The shots were pretty close, but I thought Boston really carried the play. Ottawa just yeah. they make those turnovers, and they were and listen, Boston's the best team in the league, so. Full marks to the Sens for coming out of there with a win, but I, I'm with with you on that, Bobby. Talbot was – you could see early on in that game that he was feeling it, and he was going to have a special night. And he's franchise record, right, Wally? Franchise record for most saves in a, a regular season game for a goaltender. Oh, wow. so, um, that tweet, he was, by the way, that tweet is incorrect. Yeah, because I saw that. I'm like, there's, that can't be the record, right? No. Uh, Anton Forsberg actually has the record uh, – the 49 saves by Cam Talbot ties Craig Anderson for fifth most all-time. Robin Leonard's yeah. in there. Um, there's oh, wow. a couple others. Uh, that Yeah, 53, if I'm not mistaken, is the franchise record. Uh, yeah. That tweet is wrong. I, I would say but, quality. But I, would say, I, I will say, though, uh, and Alex, you can put the board back up that was there, is Cam Talbot, that's his uh, second highest save total ever. Uh, and second highest shot total he's faced in an NHL game. So, uh, very yeah. impressive night for Cam Talbot, but I think he might have the record for most 10 bell quality saves though in a game for a Senators goal. <laughs> like the, the, the amount of saves he made, they're like, holy cow, how did he save that? Like when he came yeah. across with yeah. the, uh, the glove save there, like those were, those are saves where you're like, he's not supposed to make that, but somehow he made it. And then in overtime and wow, yeah. he was just, uh, Good on Talbot, uh, and that seems. I think you said this a couple shows ago, Bobby. That seems to be the recipe now for the Senators when they win. 
They get really good goaltending and their special teams, especially the power play is tremendous. And it was, again, the, the power play was great. Um, and even taking, I'm like, wow, I can't believe that. I can't believe they're taking Claude Drew off the power play. And all of a sudden, oh, there's Timmy Stutzla right in that spot. And he hammers home a one-timer. So the power play yeah. has been amazing. The goaltending the goal has been amazing. And that's, you know, it's not pretty, but that's how they're winning, right? Yeah, they got to be, they have to scrap out games with that. And like I said a few shows ago, you want to see Talbot have less 10 bellers early. You know, you want to see him get into a flow more, but he stood on his head four days, three days off, four days off, whatever it was for those guys. Yeah. Um, Boston looked like they were pretty uh, sleepy early, I, I, I thought, through the game. And they got they continued to get better and pepper more later in the game. But, um, you know, when you got a power play that's clicking on home ice and a goalie that's standing on his head, you're going to win a lot of hockey games and, uh, and, and go deep into, into those games. Hey, how bad was Pasternak okay. last? How 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 bad was Pasternak last night, Wally? I I was watching him, and I'm like, he looks he looks like he's hung over out there, like he's too much Czech beer or something. He was terrible. <laughs> he had a tough <laughs> like goal. He, just... he, had a, he was tough. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to chirp wow. a guy with the, you know with the amount of he's got every night. But he was. I mean, he had some fun over the holidays for sure. <laughs> exactly right. Even my son, yeah. my twenty, my twenty, my twenty-one year old, twenty-two year old son's in the box. He's like. Looking at the stats, he's like, Pasternak's third in the NHL, whatever he is, top five in points. And he's like, what's wrong with this guy, Dad? And I'm like, ah, he's just having a rough night. I'm like, we didn't want to. Yeah. In your mind, you're going, yeah, I, I know what's wrong with him. <laughs> <laughs> Pasternak, Pasta looked at the schedule and said, okay, the first game back in Ottawa. That's a write-off, so I'm just going to have some fun. <laughs> uh I want to get to that game in a sec. Uh, two things. One, you said uh, he shouldn't, Talbot shouldn't be have to make 10 bell saves at the beginning of the games. I'm okay with it for the simple fact it's very good entertainment value because people love watching Cam Talbot making yeah. these 10 bell saves. And, but uh, as the hockey player, I get it. Perhaps yeah. not so many. Uh, I will say uh, Talbot started the year one and five, and since then, eight, three, and one with a 919 save percentage and a 257 goals against average. He certainly turned it around. And his next game, by the way, uh, his 400th career NHL start. So uh, good oh, luck wow. to him and that. Mm. Um, but we will I, we'll move on. I want to talk to the power play in a sec. But you uh, you brought up a point, Bobby, and that's the uh, games after Christmas. You have three days off, perhaps four. You have a morning skate on the 27th because you can't come back on the 26th, and then you play that night. Uh, how enjoyable <laughs> are those games? They're tough, man. They're they're hard when you and, and you got to push it in pregame skate just to just to get the you got to sweat the salt out a little bit. Hey, Yorkie, you got to push it a little bit, um, you know. And then it's hard because most of the guys probably stayed in town because it's such a short break, and your family's probably in, and you got all these people. And it's I think it's hard to kind of switch out of that after a couple of days. Um, it's almost better to go on the road for that first game, in my mind. I always felt that way. Um, but I remember like religiously on the 26th before the new CBA, we used to have to get up in the morning in, in Anaheim, drive to LAX, fly to San Jose, pregame skate, um, you know, get a hotel room for the afternoon and then play that night. That was, that was hard. So if you can, if you can at least fly on the 26th now and get there a day early, it's a normal road game and you can focus a little better. The, the, the weirdest thing is you, you would, you would think with pro hockey players, you can take three days off and it's not a big deal, but you're so your body's so in tune with skating every day. And as soon as you yeah. get out of that routine, you show up at the rink and you're like, 
what the hell is wrong with me? My legs feel like yeah. crap. I better not. I better not feel like this tonight because if I do, there's going to be a problem. And it's it's just yeah. it's getting out of that routine, and then and then you get in the game and you hope for the best. But it, it, it I agree, it it's tough. Um, and then you've eaten so much and you've drank so much yeah. and you've been up and you're yeah. just it's a mess. It's a mess. You're 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 <laughs> stepping on the ice like the, you know for the pregame, the morning laps, and the you're just getting ready and you're checking the altitude before the pregame skate even starts. <laughs> Like, who moved this game to Colorado? <laughs> it's so true. That would be the worst. Playing in Colorado oh, yeah. after yeah. Christmas. That would be it. That's gotta be, I should look it up. That's gotta be an automatic loss. Um yeah. all right, so yeah. uh you you brought up the power play Yorkie, uh, which ties into Drake Batherson, but we'll get to Batherson, I guess, in a sec. The Sens power play now ranked fourth overall in the league, twenty eight point two percent. Uh they went one for two again last night. This team can zip pucks around like crazy on the man advantage. It is impressive to watch. I looked it up. Uh, if this, if the Ottawa can stay this way, they would. It would be the best power play percentage they've ever had in a franchise history. The next closest would be 0304 at twenty one point six. It's not even close. How good this power oh, yeah. play is. Um, should it get a little more attention, perhaps, than what uh, it's getting, or? Does, is the NHL aware of how good this is? By the way, it's number two on the road. Uh, Bob, I'm going to start with you being the oh, wow. power play specialist. Yeah, I don't I don't think it's – I mean, we talk about it every show right now because of how good it is. So uh, I, I'm, yeah. I'm certainly – I'm sure that other teams are aware. There, there's always a pre-scout and there's always this, but they just got so many options that it's like, you know, you take one or two away and they open up a third right now with the way they're zipping that thing around. So um, I, I think it – it gets enough credit for sure uh, in in the grand scheme of things, but like we said earlier, it's it's going to win them a lot of hockey games if they can get deep into those games right now and, and rely on that. Um, it, I I was I was blown away by how well they moved it around there last night a few times. It was it's it's impressive to watch. The the biggest yeah. takeaway for for me guys is they don't waste a lot of time because they're they're usually pretty good on offensive draws. They win a lot of draws, so they don't have to go down two hundred feet get the puck. But it's how they enter the zone. And I always found yeah. when I was playing the power play, they make zone entries look really easy. And they're not that easy. But they've just got, whether it's Debrinket carrying, whether it's Batherson carrying, whether it's Shabbat, Drew, Stutzla. When Stutzla, Stutzla has the puck, it's an automatic entry, an automatic setup. Yeah. He's just so dynamic. So they get it in. They don't waste any time. And then to Bobby's point, once they get it in the zone, if you're the penalty killer, who who are you taking away? Because Shabbat, and by the way, how about all the people that were all over Shabbat early on and they say, oh, he can't play the power play, he's terrible, get rid of him. Well, sometimes guys just have a little stretch where they're not feeling it. Now look at him. He's back there. He's calm. Just watching him last night, the way he distributes the puck, he's he's been so good. Like we talk about Batherson, we talk about Dubrinkit and Kachuk. I don't think Thomas Shabbat's getting enough play uh, amongst yeah. people out there for how well he's played lately. He just makes the game look easy and, and you take it for yeah. granted the way he skates the puck, the way he moves the puck. Played 31 minutes last night. 31 minutes yeah. in a game where they went down to 5D and nobody's talking about him because they're talking yeah. about, we're talking about Talbot, we're talking about the power play, we're talking about Dabrinkit. Hey, there's a defenseman that played 31 minutes last night <laughs> who was getting shot yeah. on the whole 
first month of the period. So, or season, so I, I think guys being the defenseman, I got to stick up for the guy that took a lot of shit here early on. In the season. I like that. You know what, you know what I noticed about him when I thought he was struggling on the power play early on was that he, he was skating the puck to where he was passing it. And right now he's just yes. simplified to, to the fact where, Hey, I got, I got elite guys on my flanks right now. I can switch our entire dynamic by just moving the puck and then skating right as opposed to as opposed to switching sides with your feet moving players with you he's just getting that thing zipping it to the next guy and he's never allowing a defensive scheme to get to get set up and he's allowing and and when you do that guys get downhill and that's that's where this team's you know that's where these guys are dangerous right now for sure great point you picked out uh and i never would have noticed it but that's what the fun part is about talking to ex-players who see the game differently. Uh, that's an enjoyable thing to, to and you know what? Now I'm going to watch all the time that he's on the power. <laughs> um, there is a defenseman we need to talk about, and that is Nikita Zaitsev is now out uh, as he joins a list of NHL in, injured uh, Senator defensemen. So he blocked a shot with his foot. He's going to be out a while, according to DJ. And, you know, Artem Zub is not exactly ready to come back yet. He's still away from his fractured jaw. Brandstrom has a lower body injury. JBD skated today, however, and he was paired with Thomas Shabbat on the top line or on the top D pairing. So it'll be interesting to watch. But that blue line uh, is holding together, if you will. Uh, it is <laughs> it is a patchwork group, it seems to be at the moment. Well, I, I, I wouldn't... They don't. They gave up fifty-one shots last night. So <laughs> it's, 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 uh, let's not let's not get carried away here. Um, they yeah. gave up fifty-one mm. shots, um, but it was against the best team in the league. They played with five D. Listen, they're they're short two defensemen from from having a really good D back. And when Zub comes back, that's going to help immensely. They need another defenseman. Um, do they go and do that this year? We'll we'll see. We'll. We'll see where this team's at right around the trade deadline. If they can keep winning and they can keep a little closer because as well as they've played, fellas, they haven't really made up any ground in the wild card race. What are they, eight yeah. points out right now? So that's the frustrating part for for, for this. If you're on that team right now, you're like, wow, we're, we're winning all these games, but we're not we're not making any ground. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Like. People have to be careful with their yeah. expectations for 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 J Jacob Bernard Docker, because he's a guy that's going to need he's going to need some time in the minors. He's going to need some time to develop. Anyone that's thinking he's going to come in and be a top four defenseman are dreaming right now. What Sanderson is doing right now doesn't happen. It's it's so rare in the game. So easy on the expectations for Docker. I think he's going to be a nice player in time. But he's not going to come in and be an impact player. Um, I just don't see it. Can he come in and fill a role? For sure he can. But people talking about him coming into the top four, hold your horses. It's uh, that's, that's a lot of pressure to put on a young D-man right now. Yeah, uh, I, I couldn't agree. Yeah, I agree. You got to manage. Go ahead. Go ahead, Wally. I know you got something coming here. What do you got? No, no, no. Go ahead. Who's I, this no, brought to I you will by? always defer to the player. <laughs> Who's this brought to you by? Get us started. Well, it's, it's funny you say that. Uh, today's show, by the way, as I forgot to do off the top, is brought to you by Renfrew Pro Tape. Uh, go to renfrewpro.com. They've redone their website. It's phenomenal to take a look at. Uh, take it for a test drive, if you will. Uh, by the way, they are basically putting a wrap for us on 2022, if you will. Um, renfrewpro.com. They are the leaders in pro hockey tape and they take care of all the people that uh, 
tape it to their stick, if you will. Um, it helped Bobby Ryan <laughs> score 30 goals four times in his NHL career. Uh, and also, you check them out on Instagram, Renfrew Pro. Uh, give them a follow as well. RenfrewPro.com. Uh, they are the ones with the green core. Uh, all right, gentlemen. Uh, Drake Batherson. So we talk about the power play. Doesn't get a lot of attention. Drake Batherson's not getting a lot of attention. I know he's on an 11-game point streak, which in itself is pretty impressive. Um, but he's... I, and I know his plus minus is a bit of a struggle, but he looks really good at the moment. And he, he he's a great guy to watch on the power play. Um, it's the longest point streak or longest consecutive point streak uh, by the Ottawa Senators since 2010-11. So basically over a decade, Jason Spezza was the guy. Uh, is there anything else that we can say about Drake Batherson and the way he's playing? Because I thought he had a bit of a slow start, but he certainly looked very good of late. And he's tied for second in the team in points. Yeah, I would agree. I think um, he's just so he's you know he's a power play specialist right now. Obviously, the plus minus points to that, and and a lot of those players on the Sens look like that. You know, that are on that top unit, they look like power play specialists right now. But for Drake, I think he's just he's just so poised with the puck on entry. He's so poised in those tight little areas. He gets as close as he can to a defenseman to draw that player out. Um, so he's doing a lot of really good things. I think that plus minus is going to come back. Actually, I hate that stat. I think it's so useless for a yeah. winger. Um, yeah, but I, I, I really like his game the last, well, I guess we'll just say those last 11 games, <laughs> but he's been really good. Yeah. Yeah. No, you know, do you know what, what, what I really like about his game? Uh, Bobby touched on it there. The Sens are pretty good at getting the puck up, and they try to make things really simple for their D, especially on their right side. A lot of the times they'll go D to D, and if it's Hamannick, he's just going right up to the winger. Drake does that little touch pass to the middle of the ice. Well, look at the goal last night, uh, Debrinket's goal. Like that pass by Batherson, a little chip to the middle of the ice. Nobody's talking about that. But Bobby, yeah. you you could you know how t you know I know you and I know how tough that play is to hit a guy with speed. Saucing over a yeah. stick because if he if he turns that puck over, they're coming the other way, yeah. and he's going to be in a, he's going to be in a lot of shit. But he's made that little play in the neutral zone a bunch of times this year, so I, I think yeah. he's a great playmaker. He's a great playmaker. He's long. He's lanky. To me, when when the game gets tough later on in the season in tight spaces, when you got to be able to make plays in tight, that's where guys like Brady and Drake are really going to shine. Uh, other so, guys, yeah. they need they need time and space. They they need open area for Drake. Bobby, you said it earlier. He's really good in that tight area, and that's the thing that's impressed me about uh, most about Drake his ability to make little plays with very little space and guys draped all over him. So, yeah, the the plus yeah. minus stinks. The green jacket's there, but uh, there's so many good <laughs> things that he does that that, uh, that 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 for me makes up for that bad plus minus. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Um, Absolutely. Bobby, do you, this is probably a weird question, but do you see Drake Batherson in your game, if you will? I He's got great soft hands, but as a guy that can score goals, and I'm just curious, and a power play guy as well, like he makes very good plays. I, do you just see any bit of your game uh, in Drake Batherson's? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, having played with him, you know, when he was coming in, I kind of, I, I did then. Um, I, I think he's... I mean, he's a much quicker skater than I am, but he doesn't use it necessarily in the same way that other fast guys do. He kind of picks his spots when he gets there, and he and he just arrives at the right time. Um, and so he's, he, you know, what he reminds me of there is Mark Stone a little bit. 
um, and yeah. just kind of thinking a step ahead and getting to places. But yeah, I, I see some similarities in the way that we can control the puck a little bit and try to make plays in tight. And um, and I, I think he's probably a little bit of a better shooter off the wall than I was. I wasn't great. I was a one-timer, you know, kind of through that slot guy. But uh, um, yeah, he's got, you know, he's similarities, but I'll, I'll give him the edge. He's a little more poised than I was. <laughs> Come uh, on. Generous. Very uh, generous. No, I don't know. You're the second overall pick. <laughs> yeah, I Bobby, I, I see I see a lot of similarities. I think I said it about three sh shows ago. I I think you guys skate a lot alike. You're both kind of upright. You both yes. kind of have the puck out. You have the puck out far on your stick. Um, and I always thought for a guy that scored 34 times, you were an underrated playmaker as well. Uh, a lot of like Drake's fast. I don't think he's one of the faster guys on the Sens. So I don't really see that in his game. I I, I see a lot of you and him. I have very similar um yeah hey so B both good looking east coast guys you know i don't know about that but... <laughs> fair enough i'll yeah i'll leave it at that um <laughs> by the way and i'll go to i'll defer to bobby as another sponsor this show brought to you by bei uh bonisher excavating inc i better make sure i just get it in now because i'll forget i uh bei dot or sorry bonisher excavating.com bei they are the leaders in the Renfrew Valley and throughout the valley. Uh, please slow down in construction zones. They want to wish everybody a safe and a happy new year. Uh, and they want to say thank you as for all the support you've given throughout this season. But uh, again, right now, uh, just slow down. It's a lot of snow if you're in the Ottawa Valley. Um, and if you're looking to get in touch with them, 613-432-1120. Go to BonshireExcavating.com. Okay, boys. Uh, a couple other things to touch on before... Uh, uh, the new 2023 rolls in here and that's what's the story of the year. So I went through it for the sense, I should say, I went through and thought of perhaps uh sense put up for sale. Uh, Ryan Reynolds wants to become owner downtown arena back on track. Alfie's into the hall and the off season moves, which includes the and Giroux and Talbot Tyler Mott. Um, okay. So uh, Yorkie, you are the veteran, so I'm going to defer to you to go first. What do you think is the Sens' story of the year? Well, we all knew the team was going to be up for sale, so just scratch that one off the list right now. Uh, downtown Arena, well, that's no surprise. We all know that's on track. Alfie going into the Hall of Fame is a great story. Uh, I, it's been one of the best stories of the franchise, but we all knew that was coming too. Uh, the off-season moves I thought were incredible, and the, the city was on fire for the summer. But I gotta, I gotta go with Ryan Reynolds <laughs> like that. Anytime, I think I talked about this before. Anytime you can bring up the Ottawa Senators and Vanier on the Tonight Show, I think that trumps everything. So I'm going with Ryan Reynolds' uh, biggest story because that's just uh, it became it became the story for a couple days in uh in the entertainment world so yep going with number two ryan reynolds all right that's fair i'm gonna go the other way with the offseason moves being a, being i guess the biggest part of it um there hasn't been a lot of buzz for years going into a season right and and um ryan reynolds came after the fact but going into this season the excitement that you could well, i'm not in the area but the excitement that i could hear about on twitter and talking to players and things like yep. that uh it was the first time in a while that, you know, I said, I said, I said on your show earlier, I said, pump the brakes on the playoff talk. Cause we're not, I don't think we're there yet, but um, <laughs> you know, the city was ready for a top three in the Atlantic spot. And uh, uh, 
it was just nice to see the, the city be ready for something like that. And it was a tough start, but they're coming back and, and hopefully they make a push here. Okay, Yorkie, I'll point out all the things you're wrong about. Um, you said that the Sens <laughs> put up for sale, uh, you knew was coming. Well, we didn't know it was coming. Yes, uh, it, it had to take the passing of Eugene Melnick in order for that to happen. So in 2022, the Sens officially went up for sale. Part of that uh, on the list, four of the five things all result into the sale. The offseason moves were a result of this team trying to make itself look pretty for the perhaps incoming prospective new owners. The yeah. downtown arena is done because there is going to be a sale of the hockey team. And Ryan Reynolds wants to be owner because the team is for sale. There's no question that this team being up for sale is the biggest story of 2022. And you can say Alfie going to the hall was a foregone conclusion. It wasn't going to be, and you're right, it, eventually it was. It just wasn't going to be while Eugene Melnick was alive. So uh, the Alfie one, and, and it's gotten a lot of play on social media. A lot of people say it's Alfie for sure. I don't necessarily yeah. disagree. It's a great story. Yeah. I just think the whole thing surrounding the Sens, the rebirth of this franchise, if you will, with the fans now being excited and being engaged, with more money being spent, with a new owner coming in, with Ryan Reynolds and whoever else in Hollywood wants to be part of this team, I just think it's the sale of this franchise. Yeah, I'm curious to see if they can build off the momentum from, because I was in the building last night for the game, and it felt like it hasn't felt for a long time. Sure, opening night, but the, the, the crowds haven't been as good or as great, I, I think, as people were forecasting. So mm. I left that game last night, and there was a different feeling. Every Usually at a Sens game, well, you know this. People try and sneak out and beat traffic, right? Because traffic's horrendous. I was <laughs> actually stuck in there. I was stuck in that traffic for 45 minutes. I even stayed 40 oh. minutes. I was in a box. I even stayed in a box and had a couple uh, waters and waited for traffic to die. Mm. And I still waited half an hour. But everybody waited. Everybody watched the overtime. Nobody left. That might have been the best game I've watched in person in about five years it was it was phenomenal and i just felt people were really happy when they left so i'm curious to see if ottawa fans can continue that momentum of going to games and supporting the team because it's getting exciting now right there's the winning there's some stories so let's see because um, this market you never know if they're going to keep coming right? hey i'm ryan reynolds recently i asked mint mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when i asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts they said what the f are you talking about you insane hollywood ass so to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, you never know if they want to drive to the cornfield from downtown. <laughs> that's, you know, what it comes down to. Hey. Um, that's why I, I lived at Westboro for a year, and I was like, I can't do this because that lane wasn't open at the time when I started. There. Yeah. Like, this is it's like, I'm not, I played in Anaheim, and I wasn't that bad for a little while there. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. You know, that, that's, that's obviously always going to factor in on those weeknight games. That's going to be a big part of it. But, yep. um, but if, 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 you know, games end the way they did last night with that much, um, I guess, drama for one, but you got you, it goes to the skills competition with a shootout. People want to see that. Uh, if you continue to get those results, you're going to continue to get fans. That's, there's no way around that, right? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. And, well, and Yorkie, uh, you touched on it. It was the largest crowd in Ottawa since uh, Daniel Alfredson's Jersey retirement night, I believe it is, which was al- almost to the day, December 29th, 2016. Uh, which would yeah. make it uh, seven years, according to my math, somewhere around there. Like, I think it was the biggest one in five years or something. But if I'm not mistaken, Alfie's was the largest it's been since then. And, Bobby, you played in that game. Um, you know what that crowd yeah. can, le- can be like. They, this group of fans is a phenomenal group. It gets it gets hammered all the time, and I disagree with it yeah. for a number of reasons. But, but when this team is competitive and when this team is – I'm going to just say solid ownership and – and a group that wants to show that the fans are important, this team and these fans get supported extremely well. And and I just think it's tough. I agree. We keep hammering on the fans, but you guys have played in front of them. And Yorkie, it's your hometown. Yeah. You've seen how great this team can be, especially in the postseason. Okay. I, when I, it yeah. was a while ago, Bobby. It was a while ago when I was here. But for five years, we had a record for sellouts. So everybody that says the rink's far, there's no fans, it's bullshit. People will come if the product is good and it's exciting. People didn't come for the last whatever it was, four or five, six years, because the fans felt, we all know the story, the the stuff with Alfie, the, listen, there were were signs up in this town about ownership and that's why people weren't coming. Like, like it's, it is what it is. And, And now I just think people are, People are starting to get re-engaged with the brand again. They're doing a lot of the right things. Um, they're, they're pushing the right buttons on nostalgia. Neeler was up there with with uh, with Philly putting Reds in the ring of honor and Alfie and all these things. It's it's fantastic. They're doing things right and it's just gonna it's not gonna happen overnight, but games like that like that are just another stepping stone to getting this franchise back to where it used to be. So I'm with you, Wally. And one, and I should point out, uh, one of the reasons that ticket sales were so high for this game is the Bell Capital Cup, which the Senators yeah. run through all these Bell Senseplex. So you've got a you know 120 teams in town. You do get a large crowd right after Christmas. So um, let's see if they can keep the momentum. The game was phenomenal. Like, like that's yeah. one of those games you're like, man, I was at that game, and I and, and so for that that part's cool. I I don't know what it's like to leave. Uh, as a player from those games, and maybe you guys can help me out here. Like when you have those types of games, you do come out with the win. If you need, and you need a little overtime to do it, but you do get the win eventually. Uh, do you leave the rink and 
I don't know. I guess you tell me, Bobby. What's the mood like? Oh, it's great. I mean, you're, the locker room's buzzing afterwards. Every you know, somebody's getting well. Obviously, probably Tabs last night getting player of the game within the room and doing yeah. their thing. DJ coming in and handing that out, and then. Um, you know, when I back when I played, there was a couple sauna beers going on and uh, a quick little workout and a hangout in the lounge and, um, you know, free meal after the game. It was it was fun. Everybody wanted to stay a little bit longer on nights like this. And, um, you know, nobody was rushing out the door. These are those are the nights that you, you really enjoy being part of the locker room. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah, let's get to the bar. That's a. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Get to the horse. It, it was, <laughs> but, but Yorkie, Yorkie, it what? was a lot different back then when you played. Uh, no social media. Uh, oh, yeah, awesome. That kind of stuff. It where was awesome. It, so, guys, was awesome. you, you don't see players out as much anymore. Um, yeah. you know, I think that's a big part of it. No, you can't. No, I always. And then we had our carp crew and it was, you know, Zach Smith's house was right on my way home. So I would always just kind of pull off there and hang with him in the garage for a little bit in our suits. And <laughs> yeah, it was a little hangout on my way home. Uh, yeah, different times. We were, uh, it was yeah. a beeline down to Elgin Street. and the, We'd go to the same spot <laughs> all the time. There'd be after hours. Mind you, it'd be a couple of days between games, so nobody was staying out night yep. before games. But it was just, it was, it was, it was so much fun. Like guys would, Guys would be behind the bar. They'd be spraying people with the sprayers and the drink machine. It, it was just, yeah. And none of it would, none of it was put on cameras, Bobby. So it was all good. Yeah, yeah. You know what? Not, they're not getting away with that now. Every time Brady goes out, he ends up on social media like this. Every time, every time. Exactly. Yeah, the guy goes out twice I, a year. Yorkie, that's. <laughs> What's it that? It sounds Yorkie like you're talking about the bulldog. Would that be fair? There, yeah, that might have been one of the spots. It was that whole little strip, Elegant Street. It was great. Like yeah. that's where the guys used to go. And the Bulldog. There was Nescaleros. There was Gusto Bistro. There was that little strip around there is where the guys tended tended to uh, fluctuate. So yeah, a long time ago. Yeah. Long um, time ago. It, <laughs> we call that a lifetime ago, basically. Uh, yeah. All right, moving on. Uh, last topic of the day, unless I come up with something different. Uh, Spangler Cup. The only reason I bring this up is, uh, A, I like the tournament. I think it's fun to watch, and it's interesting to see guys that you lose track of all of a sudden appear at the Spengler Cup. Um, and, and Bobby, one of the last times we chatted with you was you went to the Spengler, but it got canceled, and that was yeah. going to be perhaps your way back to the NHL. Uh, Yorkie, you played in it. Um, Bobby, first, I just want to, like, I guess, were you a little disappointed, Yorkie, about the experience of, or not Yorkie, I apologize, Bobby, about the experience of not being able to play in there? Yeah, but I was MVP because I was the only player that made it to Davos. <laughs> so, I, 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 yeah, so um, I, nobody gave me a medal or anything, but I felt like I earned it. I went to, God, I landed in Milan, Italy, went to Lugano, went to Ambry Priata, and then got to Davos by myself. But, um, oh, right. I didn't even get to go into the rink, right? Everything, it, as soon as I got there, the whole Davos team tested positive and they, they don't play without a host in European cities. Um, so the tournament was done. And, you know, I, I wasn't concerned so much about getting back into the NHL. I just always wanted to play in that tournament. Um, always wanted to play in that building and was more concerned, you know, was more upset about the fact that that got taken away from me because it was, I was excited for it. Yeah, a pretty Why cool building, Bobby. Why did you want to play in that tournament? 
Well, because I played in Canada for so long, we always watch those tournaments. Like you're that game, you know, that tournament's on in the locker room all the time. You're in there getting ready for pregame skate. You're ready because like, of the time change. You're watching all of them. And I was like, what's an atmosphere? Just look cool. Um, and and you know, for me not being in the NHL last year, when they called, and I was like, okay, I got three weeks to get ready for this. I haven't skated in a month. I was like, you know what? I can probably pull this off. Um, and it just, yeah, everything kind of, everything kind of aligned, and it just. And then it didn't align, <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it was, that was yeah. Yeah. Cause you spent uh... Christmas alone there, right? Uh, yeah. I was FaceTiming watching my kids from Zurich open presents, waiting for a COVID <laughs> test to get back. And yeah, it was, uh, yeah. Missed Christmas. That was tough. Yeah. Uh, brutal, Yorkie, did you, brutal. uh, did you enjoy it? Yeah, well, you know what's really cool, eh, Bobby? You would know this. On your way up to Davos, it's almost like you know, you know, the Grinch that stole Christmas. That that it mountain is. you got, yeah. that, that mountain you got to go. Like it's it's a yeah. pretty treacherous ride. Like you're going around these yeah. turns, and you're staring down the drop of a high, high mountain. Yes. And when you finally yeah. get to the top, it's this beautiful wooden cathedral of a rink. And the the best thing about it, outside the rink. They have an Olympic-sized uh, outdoor skating rink. And with when you're with Team Canada, they do a practice on there, and you bring your kids out there, your families are out nice. there. And it's just – it's totally awesome. But as far as the, the fun aspect, you're playing every day. So that, that's uh, that's actually me, Glenn Metropolit, uh, my son Jack, Ryan Gardner. Uh, Guards has been over there for like – he's retired now. But Ryan Gardner, his dad – was born and played over uh sorry his dad played in the swiss elite league when he uh when he retired from the nhl he got to play 15 years over there uh, after playing in the ohl they played for a bunch of different teams but it's such a fun league to play in i call it the no yeah. hitting league you go over there you can you can it, it's great for guys that are in their late 30s you can play till you're 40 uh but but the spengler cup is it's, it's a lot of fun and it is a, it's a springboard back to the nhl i played in it and then Ended up going back to play one more year in the NHL. Um, probably shouldn't have. Went to Boston and uh, <laughs> literally ended my career. I had no business still playing. These were bad, but great tournament. Lots of fun, but great for the families. You do New Year's up there, um, and it's just it's a it's a blast. Um, playing in that league is is so much fun and um, zero pressure too, which is uh, yeah. a, a lot different. Uh, a lot different, Bobby. But I tell you what, the refereeing is atrocious every <laughs> well, everything yeah yeah every yeah. IH like you in any regard yeah you're just you're like oh, don't yeah. touch anybody you can't touch any it's oh. I, I always hated IHF stuff I I couldn't stand it so bad so well so you I, guys saw the you guys saw the penalty in the world junior game the guy that got kicked out oh, for five minutes like that's great those hit. are the kind those are the kind of calls you get over in the, in Europe it's so frustrating yeah but uh yeah. I wasn't surprised actually I, when they made that call. I don't think I was either in the grand. But the, I mean, it's just a great hit. Yeah, yeah. But the cool thing is about the Spangler, they mic up the officials, so at least you can hear them. Yeah. Like, like that's yeah, I, and you I, see I the coaches like in the intermission. Like they do a cool job. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, yeah. No, and it's, if it's, I'm not, it's pretty cool. It, there was one year or well, yeah. a few years where the officials were sponsored by like milk or something. And so they had, yeah. I remember were, that. Yeah. Yeah. They were like cows. Yeah. yeah I remember cow that. Jerseys. The, yeah. The, the coolest thing, Wally, the coolest thing is, is, is the, 
the rink is all wood on the inside and you can actually smell the wood. It's really cool. You can see it in this picture there, the the top and the end, they have these big windows. So when you're playing in there, it it just feels like a totally different experience. Well, every, a lot of the rinks in the Switzerland are like that, but this is by far the coolest rink. Although a couple of them are half outdoors. I think Armbury, uh, when I played against Armbury, they're, they're, uh, when you skated to the one end of the rink, you got snowed on. So you had to, depending on which way the wind was going, you might get a little snow on your uniform. But um, did you? No, it's, I, uh, did you play? Did you play for Ombre? No, I played. Uh, I played in Lugano. I played in okay. Lugano, which was like they called. There's the two Italian teams. There's Lugano and there's Ombre, and we played Ombre in the first round of the playoffs, and they got up yeah. two games to nothing. They got up two games nothing on us. And when our bus returned to Lugano after losing game two, our fans were waiting for us. And I said to one of the Swiss guys, I'm like, oh, that's nice. Our fans are here to wish us uh, good luck that we can come back. He's like, that's not why they're here. They attacked our bus. Our, our own fans no. started rocking our bus and they started whipping veggies <laughs> at us. And they were like booing us as we got off the bus. It was crazy. And then game three, well, they fired the coach after game two. We fired our coach. And then after after game, after game after in the playoffs, we lose game three. Our goalie, and I'm not lying, gets chased out of our own rink by the fans. He's riding his moped. He's wheeling out of the rink. There's, and I'm watching ten of our fans chase him down the rink, whipping stuff at him. He's like, ah, ah. and then we came back. We came back and won. And we refused to. You know, over there you salute the fans. We refused yep. to salute the fans for the rest of the playoffs. It was so funny. And then we ended up, we ended up, we ended up winning. So I got tons of stories. I know we're, oh. we're running, we're running late here, but at the end of it, no, the last, oh. the Go last, on. the last, the last game, Wally, this was great. We had, we refused to salute the fans after that game. We win round two, refuse to salute them. Round three, we don't salute the whole championship. We finally win the championship. And the hardcore guys sit in the end zone, right? They're all soccer fans, yeah. letting off stink bombs yeah. during the game. They're all smoking too, eh? Everyone in the Swiss yeah. leagues, uh, all the fans smoke. So when you're done yes. the game, your your, jer- your jersey smells like an ashtray. So the very final game, we go over, we salute the fans, and the whole row of fans mobs the ice. And I, I have the coolest picture. It's me holding up the blue uh, Swiss championship, and I'm surrounded by about a thousand people. It's the coolest photo. I gotta find yeah, I it. It's it. in my uh, in my office. But cool, cool league to play in. But man, the fans—they are nuts, like nuts. Yeah, yeah. I went to a Lagana game. I, I drove there, uh, actually. Nuts. Oh, you did? Yeah, I went and saw Mikel Bodker play. He was playing for them. So I went. I, I had to stay in Lugano and drive to Ambry to skate by myself every day because Ambry was all in quarantine. So I couldn't get ice anywhere else. So I was staying at Villa Sasa, right in downtown. That's Madonna right, stayed. Yeah, and then they, yeah, they just yeah. dropped me off a car. Nobody told me anything how to get there. They just plugged it in. They're like, you hit this button and follow directions. I'm like, this, I, okay, that, you know, it's a good, it's a good hour drive each way. And I was going there, got an hour of ice by myself every day, and then drove back. And I was, you know, yeah. just twiddling your thumbs. It was brutal. It was a long. I was there for a week and a half. Skated four times, and yeah, yeah, painful. Yeah, it's. Yeah, it's um, Wally. You should see uh, Lug- like Lugano is pretty cool though. It's right on the border oh, yeah. of Milan, and they've yeah. got palm trees there. It's a great set. It's it's one of the nicer places to play in the Swiss league. 
but the fans, man, they are we so when we fired our coach, we had a team meeting after losing game two. Owner comes in, they fire the coach. We bring in this guy who was coaching in the German league named Harold Kreis. He basically comes in, he's like, guys, uh, I'm not going to try and tell you anything because I'm just here as a figurehead. And he basically sat behind the bench for the rest of the playoffs. Didn't really say much. Our assistant coach ran the bench, uh, Ivan Zanato. And it was it was just, it's, it's a very soccer culture-like rink. The fans are very emotional. And when you lose, man, they, they come at, they, they like they attacked our bus. It was the first time I've ever been attacked by, <laughs> by our own fans. It was it was freaking it was insane. Oh, I love it. I did uh, World Championships in Zurich twice, I think. Anyway, um, a it's another one of those wood buildings, as you talk about Yorkie, where they and, and Zurich is a beautiful building, but um, yeah. the smoke in that building, you could see the haze over the ice, and I'll never forget. It. I'm yeah. like, what is going on? Like. No one's saying anything about this. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's another uh, Bobby. There's another rink up there too. It's uh, they get seventeen thousand fans a game, and they've got this big drum that they have up in the third deck, and they just pound on this drum all game long. I'm trying to remember. It's not Zug. It's uh, the name of the city uh, escapes my mind right now. But it was almost Freiburg. No, it wasn't the Burn Freeburger. It was Burn. Yeah, it was Burn. Burn. Yeah, yeah. Burn was, yeah, yeah. Great atmosphere in there. And that drum, I'll never forget. Guy with no shirt pounding away on the drum. And they all stand during the game there, too. It's it's uh, it's pretty cool. It's They sing and they chant. Yes. Uh, yeah. There's no seats. Yeah. No. Like, no. It's, just, no. it's like benches, if you will. I yeah. went, when, yeah. I, when I was over there, I'll make it quick, but when I was over there, you know, Started with Ambry, never played for them. Then I was on Burn Selects because they put this team together. I was on them. But all these teams were like, Bobby Ryan's in the country. And they're like, tell him to come up here when the tournament's over. Tell him to come here. So yeah. you know, my agent's back home. He's like, he's not dealing with this. So my agent basically became the GM of Ambry. And he's like, this guy wants to sit down and talk with you. So I was like, <laughs> I'm, you know, Villa Sasa, I was sitting in there in that little coffee shop talking yeah. to GMs from other teams. Some wanted to just pick my brain about their team. Some wanted me to play. Some yeah. wanted me to train with them for the rest year i was like buddy i don't think it's in the cards i think i think i'm just gonna go home <laughs> like i'm just stuck at this <laughs> that's <point>. awesome <laughs> uh, you should have just they, been an agent they couldn't find my car dude I, I i took my car and i finally said guys i'm leaving i'm getting out of this country here's the keys <laughs> they're at the hotel front desk at the airport in zurich and here's a picture of where my car was so brandon mcmillan who i played with in anaheim actually had to go find my car and was you know they were like we can't find it i was like it's in, this, it's in the parking structure i don't know what to tell you just go hit the button and find it it's on the fifth floor and it was two days was two days <laughs> they had two different groups of people going to find this thing oh, so yeah, uh, you, you uh just you just well i got one funny probably just you just spurred a memory so after speaking of cars in lugano they give you these little skodas you get a skoda car you ever see when they do that they always have the skoda at center ice so after we won yeah. the championship, one of the, one of the guys on the team, he had a Skoda and he just left it right downtown in the middle of the street and went home. <laughs> he was gone. So <laughs> he was out he's like, never, never <laughs> brought the yeah. car back to the dealership, drove the car to the bar, left it in the middle of the Lugano Square and uh, left the next morning. Car just stayed there. What the a team, beauty. Somebody from the, someone from the team had to go pick the car up the next day. <laughs> I love it. That's pretty good. Uh, I do have an SC Burn jersey, though. 
uh, I managed to yeah. get when I was at the World Championships one year. Yeah, because I wanted uh, a European jersey to wear for beer hockey, just because it's so different, right? It's got all the advertising, yeah. and it's just I just wanted something that was totally different. Uh, and so those yeah. things are pretty cool. Um, by the way, if you're not watching the Spengler Cup, uh, Mark, a couple things. One, Mark Crawford is back coaching over in Europe. He took back uh, the team he used to be coaching, which I think is Zurich. If I'm not mistaken, Zurich, yeah. uh, he's back coaching as of this year. Um, you talked about Ambry Piotta, which Alex Formanton and Philip Shalapic, uh, former senator, is on. They're both playing. And Tyler Ennis and Chris DiDomenico are playing for Team Canada. Team Canada, by the way, the first time ever they're 0-2 at this tournament. They've won it 17 times. But right now they are 0-2 and only three goals, all of them scored by Brett Connolly. Uh, not the best start. Um, but – uh, interesting. Do you, uh, do you remember much about Philip Schlappick, Bobby? Oh yeah. Yeah. I actually helped to get him to, um, Ambry last year. They they called me while I was there and started talking to me about him. And, um, I was actually going to sit down with Schlappi at the Spengler cup because his team was coming from, I think he was in the Czech league at that time. His team was coming over and he wanted to make the move to the Swiss league. There was a little, I think there's a little more money, um, you know, being thrown at him. So we were going to sit down and chat about it, but um, haven't talked to him since. But I was, yeah, I was, I helped put him in the GM in touch a little bit. And um, yeah, cool. just, you know, Ambry is a tough spot. There's nothing there. Um, it's That's a beautiful brutal. spot. It's brutal. It's brutal. You can't live there. You have to live 45 minutes away. Um, yeah. And there's no traffic. You just are 45 minutes away because there, there's no city. Ambry is, uh, I don't, I don't know how to describe that, but. It, there's a there's a grocery store and there's a hockey rink that is and and yeah. the parking lot is an active runway that you don't fly in nobody flies into it was i was like and i'm just driving through this runway i'm just looking at planes i'm just going right past them i'm like <laughs> what the hell is happening out here but they did just build a beautiful beautiful rink um so yeah oh, I, they I, did? I was happy to, yeah they did yeah it was beautiful um but it was nice to see chappy make that move for him because it was i think he was excited for his family to to you know to have the opportunity to make a little more money that's right. The, the, uh, uh, were you surprised the, uh, that Chris Domenico was part of the team? No, I th I always thought Dido, 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 whatever. I always thought he was pretty good, like a good little power player. Um, he was, he was he a Guy's guy? Was yeah. he a Guy Boucher guy? Oh, yeah. Um, Him and Tom Pyatt. Yeah. And Gabriel Dumont. Remember that one? Oh my goodness. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that, was, that was a tough yeah. one. Um, but yeah, I always thought Dito was pretty good, man. I, I he just always has really good little in tight plays. So I thought he would probably be pretty good on the big ice. I don't know how he's doing, but he always I think he's always been a high scorer in that league, hasn't he? Mm. I think so, yeah. Yeah. I think he's perfect for that big ice. Are you shocked that Tyler Ennis is still playing hockey? The guy may play till he's fifty, is what I feel like. Yeah, he's play, is he's playing he's playing for Burn because um his general manager is a yep. good buddy of mine, Andrew Rabbit. I was at his wedding and we played together in Anaheim. Um, so I'm not surprised. And Enzo is going to play until they carry him off. <laughs> and and with, that, with the size of him, it won't be much longer. But yeah, he that guy just loves being around the rink. He's one of my favorite guys that I've ever played with. We got to get him on this pod, actually. He'd tell some stories. Yeah. I like, I've always liked him as a I did. player. I always, thought he, I always thought he was a good little player, man. Like he. He, he did is. a lot yeah, for is. his limited for the limited minutes he would get. I always he always caught my eye. But Bobby, what do you 
what are you doing with the kids hockey and all that? You should be a Swiss agent right now. All these connections, we could be killing it right now. <laughs> we could Sending be. Sending yeah, guys but, overseas. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know what? I don't know. There's lots, lots of avenues here, man. We're going to just take one at a time and see which one sticks. <laughs> oh, man. This thing with the, the, the agents over there, it's different than the agents over here. There's no set percentage rate. Like, I remember right. some of the guys going over. Like, they were... They make a little bit from the player, then they charge the team. There's all these little hidden European fees. It's a lot of money yeah, to be made yeah. there. The agent tax is different over there, but man, yeah. Enzo, I remember it was Enzo's first year and DJ's first year and it was the beginning of practice and practice wasn't going well and um, Enzo made a shitty play on the entry and DJ called him out and they're, they're close, right? Because it was his guy. And DJ, Enzo skates over to DJ and goes, hey, I'm not your guy, bud. <laughs> like I'm a veteran on this <laughs> shitty young team. He goes, I'm not your guy, bud. So they started to get, they actually got into it. And he's like, really? get, off the, get, get off the fucking ice, get off the ice and skate right out of the league. And Enzo goes, no problem. Skates off the ice, <laughs> just left. No problem. <laughs> I, I come in the, and it was kind of towards like the middle of the practice and everybody's like, Enzo must've caught hurt in the media. And I was like, no, Enzo just called his bluff and was wait. He was just sitting in his shit waiting for us to come off the ice. I was like, that's a power move. You know, you're, you know, you're tight with the coach when you pulled that off. So what a great, what a great one-liner. I'm not your guy, bud. <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Were, Bobby, were you in Chicago the day that Johnny Oduya and Mark Crawford got into it in practice? Yes, and I can't remember. God, I wish I could remember, but I, I was. I was, and I cannot remember how so, it happened. So what I can, all I can remember is I think Johnny was on the blue line and didn't keep the puck in or the dump in was wrong or something around the blue line, and I can just – then all of a sudden I just see Crow giving it to him a little, and then, and then you can see – uh, Johnny coming back at him all of a sudden there was a couple FUs and there was yeah I think Crow said uh listen I've been yelled at by a lot better players than you or something and Johnny just <laughs> fucking left he was did he, he was I, mad he did off. as hell yeah, I think he skated right off yeah, yeah I, I, I vaguely remember this yeah yeah but Crow, he was Crow, a lot of guys a, a lot of guys had fuck you matches with Crow <laughs> a lot of guys had that <laughs> matches with Crow. I love that dude I love Crow I thought he was hilarious he's old school man he yeah. was so much fun I love yes him. he's great he's great yeah he is yeah. he is I, not, I remember a, Crow. not well yeah. liked by the young guys <laughs> yeah I could That's see I him told. being hard on hard. yeah he was, he was hard. hard on the young guys eh? Hard. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's I was told the stuff. Yeah. With uh, like I was told the stuff he said to Thomas Shabbat was really questionable or over the line. One of those, yeah, yeah. maybe a gray area, but he was really hard on Shabby apparently in his rookie year. There would be times where Shabby or Ben Harper would come off the ice, and you would just hear it, and you could feel it, and you would just you would just watch it. You would hear it get worse to the point where you're like, "Crow, crow, let's take it down just a notch." That's like that's the future of the blue line, but right there. Um, <laughs> but there, I will say this: Crow had a method to his madness because he would always. I mean, he he got on me a few times about like things like that, and then he would come talk to you about it afterwards. So Crow Crow was fair. Yeah it's tough it's tough when you're a coach man you you get you get rolling and then all of a sudden like i've done this before when you're coaching junior and then you say well why did i say that and then you the good yeah. coaches or you go and have a chat with with the player after say listen i'm only doing this because i care and i think you're a good player i always said if the coach isn't talking to you and you don't then you gotta watch out because 
usually the guys. Crow's the guy that cared. He just he's fiery. He's a fiery he guy. Yeah. Uh, um, I remember when he was coaching his first gig. It was uh, the St. John's Maple Leafs. He had the St. John's Maple Leafs. He'd like this. His assistant coach Bobby was Joel Quenville, and he also played. Oh, he was like Reg. He was Reg Dunlop. He was playing and running the D. <laughs> That's unreal. That's unreal. I love it. Old school. Yeah, it's a uh, Tyler Johnson played for him. Is, is, is it last year? Crow was in. Yeah, Crow was in Chicago, and Tyler was uh, in his first year there. And Tyler had a tough year because he was injured quite a bit. But he texted me like three days in the training camp. He goes, "This guy's fucking nuts." <laughs> I just like, I, was, I, was, like I, I just read that all out, and I, I was like, "Dude, I mean, you're on day three. It just keeps getting better. So hang in there." Because <laughs> I was like, you're gonna, uh, you, "You are gonna love him. He's gonna calm down." <laughs> did he love him no <laughs> no. <laughs> no no uh, you guy. lied <laughs> we gotta get him on the phone uh, eventually Tyler on it'll be good we got absolutely. a lot of good summer stuff I reached I reached out to Ennis once uh, through his agent and didn't get a response back but I would love to have Tyler Ennis on anytime so okay. I'll yeah, leave that up to you I can you. do I still got it I got his stuff, I think. All right. Perfect. Uh, boys, that'll yeah, wrap it up for today and for 2022. So yep. uh, enjoy the next few days, and we'll see you on January 2nd, the Monday, for our next show and into Monday. the new year. So uh, wish you all, and that includes all of our viewers, a very happy new year, and we will see you again soon, boys. You enjoy the new year. We'll talk to you soon. Happy new year, everybody. You too, guys. Have a good one. Thank you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 